Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. I've noticed not only within myself, but a lot of the clients that I've worked with over the years that a major area of concern or challenge, I should say, is being able to embrace our mistakes and our failures. And I'm kind of doing quotation marks here, the air quotation marks, because I am someone that does not believe in mistakes or failures. I, at one point, definitely did and held a lot of judgment towards myself. But as I became more wise and aware of these mistakes or failures being a way for us to learn and grow, I found it as like great gifts of my own experiences. And as I've worked again, as I said, with some of my clients over the years, a lot of the focus is shifting around how can we embrace these so-called mistakes and failures that we will inevitably be experiencing within our lives. And so it's something that I am like always, always working on within myself still, because there's the part of the conditioning that we all hold on to of the beliefs that we're not good enough or smart enough sometimes. And these were beliefs that I held. And so it's definitely constant work, but I feel like the more aware we are of the particular stories we tell ourselves that we can then be the ones to take control over them. So true. And I think you and I, Dominique, because we were raised and we currently live in the United States, it can be even more difficult because our culture particularly really doesn't view making mistakes or experiencing failures in a healthy way. They can be seen in a really negative light. And from very young ages, especially once we start school, as children in this country, we are taught to want to excel at all costs and to feel like a sense of shame for failures. The whole grading mm-hmm. system is a perfect example. I mean, everything is graded. So we're used to you either are excelling, getting an A, or down the line through the grades, all the way to an F, meaning you failed. Yeah, so true. And of course, as an adult now, I can look at that and realize like, wow, okay, that that system of something saying whether I'm good enough or not really greatly affected me because I already had these beliefs within me of not being good enough. And I find a lot of the times, well, most of the times our beliefs lead to our actions. So in my case, I can say the belief of not being good enough led to me not even putting effort really into anything that I was doing. 
because of carrying that. Then of course you make mistakes or you feel like you're failing because you're not putting the effort that is within you. And it's just like this vicious cycle of self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. And uh, yeah, within the school system, that was something that certainly greatly affected my belief of that. And in general, I just think in our culture, failure is seen in such a negative light. So it's not accepted and embraced as part of the natural learning process and of being human. None of us are robots. We are going to make mistakes, especially when we're putting ourselves out there and trying something new or learning a new skill. And so it's something that is ingrained in us early on to really try to avoid rather than embracing in this healthy way of the learning experience. And then for me, I always like to think of if I look at a toddler or a younger child that hasn't yet been corrupted by a lot of these stories and the belief of needing to be perfect, they are just so curious. Like they are just going after the things that they are lit up by. And there isn't that worry of like, oh, wait a minute, if I do this, and it fails, what is somebody going to think about me? Or am I going to be good enough if I don't do it the way? Like that doesn't go through their minds. They're just like, okay, let's try that. Oh, well, no. Okay, let's try this. And I remind myself of that all the time because I have a lot of fear within myself. If you're looking through the human design lens and I have held myself back for many years because of that fear of making mistakes or failure. And just think about if you're in the same position, how much adventure you may potentially be missing out on and how much of like the learning opportunities, because that is how we learn best is through trial and more trial. And exactly what you just said about how toddlers experience failure after failure because they're stumbling through this world trying to learn all these basic skills, walking, communicating, fine motor skills and how things work and fit together. But on the flip side of that, we as a collective community accept that in toddlers. We embrace it. We love seeing toddlers stumble through all the newness of the world. And it's like right mm -hmm. when kids get into school, that ends. And we yeah. don't allow for as many mistakes. And we want to see everyone at least within the average range, if not above average range in all these skills we're teaching them in school. And teachers are penalized if kids aren't in those ranges and we aren't accepting of differences in rate of learning. Kids tend to excel in a few areas and then maybe a few areas lag behind and that can be different from kid to kid to kid. So I think we all need to just be as accepting of kids, teenagers, adults as we are of toddlers stumbling our way yeah. through this world. Yeah. And a lot of the times you might feel like, oh, you're an adult, you should know better kind of things. Like, um, you're still a human being and the way you learn is by acting like a toddler through trial and error and picking yourself back up and going again. I used to hate hearing like, well, you should know better. You're older now or you're an adult. And it's like mm, that. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
course, certain things you should eventually learn how to handle as an adult. But when it comes to just testing things out, seeing what you like, what you don't like, and starting something, putting it down, there's nothing wrong with that. When I was living in Spain, I moved there not knowing very much Spanish, like my years ago high school Spanish. So I was learning Spanish like a child. I sounded like a kid when I would talk. And sometimes Spanish friends would say like, oh my gosh, you sound like a little kid. Like, because I would make a mistake that little kids would make when you generalize an irregular grammatical thing. And I was like, well, I am like a child in my Spanish yeah. level. I'm probably the level of a two-year-old in Spanish. That's so true. I mean, you have to start there. Like you have to start at the beginner's level. Everyone is a beginner at one point in their lives. Like even the greatest of great individuals out there had to start, they had to begin. And that means they had to make mistakes. They had to fail one, two, three, four, however many times. And just because it doesn't work out the first few times even does not mean that you are a failure because there's always something that we're going to learn with these efforts that we're putting forth. And for me, when I look at it through the human design lens, this is where it brought a great amount of just acceptance for myself. And as I do this with my clients too, there's so much that we can go into about where the fear, failure, and mistakes can be found within the chart. But a few areas that I find are quite common is first off with the energy type of the manifesting generator. And if you're not familiar with human design and you would like to pull your chart and kind of use this to follow along, you can certainly head over to my website, dominikwoodward.com and look up your human design chart there. But with manifesting generators, which is one of the five types, they are meant to go through trial and errors. They're known as the energy type that is here to try it all. They have great, tremendous energy. They're here to multitask. They're here to experiment. So they will have air quote mistakes that they are making within their lives because their purpose is to make all the mistakes, do all the things so that they can then share with others in the world what they've learned along their journey. And because they're very fast moving, they also have the tendency to skip steps because part of their purpose is to find the quickest and most effective way towards achieving something. So with manifesting generators, that's something that these individuals can often feel very guilty about, judged, shamed for. But in reality, that is who they are. Their energy is meant to work that way in the world. And then... When you look at profiles, which is the little decimal point at the very top of the chart, line threes, I happen to be a line three, are known as the experiential learner. So similar to kind of the manifesting generator, they're here to experiment and try everything in order to better understand what is right or wrong for them or for their particular interests or specialty. With me, I tried everything with 
nervous system regulation, healing anxiety, learning about the human design experience, and so many other things where I tried everything on myself first to see if it was something that I enjoyed and liked. And now I get to share that with this podcast, with my clients, just with the world in whatever way I want. But that meant that I had to make mistakes along the way, use my trial and error, and allow myself to grow from that. So there's a lot of different areas within the chart, again, where we can hold on to these fears. But I've noticed that a lot of the times I'm working with threes and manifesting generators on just building greater self-compassion for being okay with recognizing this is your process. This is what you are meant to do and supposed to do. And it can become just a very beautiful thing to realize that, hey, this is just me and this is how I'm going to share my gifts. That's amazing. When we're looking through the lens of the Enneagram, two types that tend to have the most difficulty with perfectionistic tendencies and really over-focusing on doing everything perfectly and achievement tend to be Enneagram types one and three. So type one really wants to do everything well. And this type tends to see things as black and white. So there's a right way and a wrong way. And so as children, they can easily be conditioned in the education system that getting good grades is the right thing to do and getting bad grades is the wrong thing to do. And so they will do everything they can to do it the right way. For type threes, the motivation is a little bit different because in the Enneagram system, even behaviors can look the same, but the motivation behind those behaviors is what is different from type to type. And for type threes, they really just want to avoid failing, failing by their own standards. And they want to achieve because they want to be seen as admirable. They want to be seen as successful. They want to be seen as someone to be looked up to within the community or within their family, whatever they deem as being important to them. So these two types can really, really struggle with this idea that we're talking about today in our episode about over-identifying themselves as needing to do everything well and a failure is a personal reflection upon them. And this can be really hard to overcome and to learn our failures do not define us. They are not us. We cannot be a failure. We can only experience failure in our life and learn from it, like we've said. Oh man, I love what you just said. We cannot be a failure. We experience failure at times or so-called failure. And that's something that I strongly believe in emotions too, and how we can judge ourselves on certain emotions. You're not your emotions, you experience emotions. Exactly. And I, I love that through these two lenses, we can, with the awareness we can then cultivate greater compassion for not only ourselves, but each other, knowing that this is all part of the human experience. To be human means to fail, to make mistakes, to learn, to grow. And without the mistakes, the failure, there is no learning, no growing. And it's all part of 
the cycle. I mean, you look at nature, nature is not perfect. There's chaos. And then there's that natural balance that comes back. So it's all about flow and going with flow and being kind to ourselves. And one of my mantras that really helps me as a line three is I just say, you know what? I am here to try everything. Life is my buffet. And that just excites me and allows me to push through fear more easily. When I am moving up to the next level of growth and having to learn and inevitably make those mistakes. But as I tell myself, I'm here to explore and experience life. It just gets me excited. And how about for you, Carrie, when it comes to looking at the Enneagram and helping to give yourself or build compassion through the Enneagram, what do you feel is important? I think that knowing your Enneagram type can allow you to see these potential patterns in yourself and why it might be harder for you to accept failure or to not take it personally or to have these perfectionistic tendencies. It can show us those patterns in a pretty clear way that sometimes it's really hard to see ourselves clearly until we're given a little bit of a structure or a framework to work within. That was the case for myself, at least. And I acknowledge that not everyone will have that experience, but for me, it was really helpful. And so once I saw this set of patterns in myself, it not only allowed me to have a little bit more compassion, like, oh, okay, this makes sense why these patterns are happening. I understood sort of the why, the conditioning behind it. And it showed me that I didn't have to continue these patterns. I had a choice. I was very perfectionistic as a younger person. And I still can be. I catch myself in it all the time. But because I'm aware of this patterning in myself, I see it. And once I see it, I can choose to be a different way. I don't have to have things perfectly. My ego structure thought I did, but I have control over that. I can override that pattern in myself and try it a different way. Try to allow for imperfection. Try to make mistakes on purpose to sit with them and allow for them to be. And it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't change who I am. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that just popped into my mind about how you mentioned allowing yourself to make mistakes on purpose, I think that's another beautiful way for us to be more okay and accepting of the mistakes that will happen is by first trying it with something small. Because our nervous system is always going to try to protect us. And if we're seeing failure and mistakes as life-threatening, which ultimately that's how it looks at it, then we're going to be really stuck in place and held back until we begin to introduce the experience of failure or mistakes. And those little tiny baby steps are certainly going to be greatly impactful for your system to recognize greater safety in those bigger moments. So I, I love how you mentioned allowing those mistakes to happen just to acclimate in a way to them and then through baby steps. And if that feels even too difficult for someone making the mistake, a practice that I believe dates back to Stoic philosophy 
But a practice that I've also utilized that has been really helpful is just meditating on the worst case scenario, quote unquote. What would happen if I made this mistake? And meditate and think through, go through, allow that scenario to play out in your mind. And then your body will experience it how you would experience it because your body, if it's happening in your mind, can think it's real. And you see that you can handle it. Your body handled it. You are prepared. You feel more at ease with it happening. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about major catastrophe in our life, but just starting with something small. What would happen if you would arrive to a meeting late? Or what would happen if you made a mistake on a report for work? And just playing this out in your mind, everything that could happen. And most of the time, our minds create something way worse than what's going to happen in reality. But you know that you can handle it. You know that you can deal with it if it would happen in the future. Absolutely. That's another beautiful tip. And ultimately, what we always say is coming from a place of love for ourselves, for others, and leaning into that or allowing ourselves to push through the fear to get to the other side of love and greater acceptance of ourselves and others is ultimately the goal in life. And applying that to our failures and mistakes is going to be one of the best things that we really could do for ourselves. And I feel that something that you and I are constantly talking about is just, again, those baby steps pushing through some of the fears, but understanding that we are all ultimately love and leaning into that is what life is about. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.